This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I admit that Bitcoin has me puzzled. I've not yet changed my mind, however. There's reportedly $1 trillion invested in cryptocurrencies. I see Bitcoin as the modern example of tulip bulb madness of the crowd. We get used to manias like the subprime housing or dot-com bubbles. Bitcoin's essentially a stored crypto data byte that has an assigned value determined by a trading market. It is unlike gold or silver that are physical commodities with useful purposes. No one wears a Bitcoin necklace. There is an unregulated market Wild West stuff. Drug dealers reportedly like it as they use it for transactions because they're hard to trace. It is soared in price based, in my opinion, on the greater fool theory. It is really primarily that price appreciation that is the attraction, that in the narratives of how some have gotten rich from buying Bitcoin, so of course you can too. It is the sexy new speculative market on the block that the cool kids want to date. Futures contracts on tulip bulbs originated in the 17th century. Greater fools lifted the price of tulip bulbs to ten times the annual income of the average Dutch craftsman. If there is that much speculative upside in Bitcoin, the value could pass six figures. That would be impressive for something that doesn't physically exist. The COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in global central banks flooding the world economy with currency that for all intent and purpose is coming from the same place as Bitcoin, the keyboards of computers at the Fed. So Congress spends money, and the U.S. Treasury sends the bonds for the funds over to the Federal Reserve, where they monetize them. Come to think of it, that means that Bitcoin and the new dollars are really not that much different, except that the flood of new dollars is devaluing the currency. The flood of dollars is being invested in an array of assets that should hold their value better than holding dollars would do, as long as the flood continues. Margin purchases of U.S. stocks reportedly hit records as they borrow money for next to nothing to feed the bull market in equities. The Fed says that it will continue to buy bonds until the economy reaches full employment and inflation reaches and sustains 2%. Treasury bonds trade inversely to interest rates and bond rates have appreciated since summer. To me, that suggests that the bond market has begun to build an inflation component into its valuation. Given total control by Democrats of both the executive and legislative branches of government, I expect that they will give the Fed plenty of opportunity to create new dollars. If this supply weakens the U.S. dollar, that gives commodity markets support. It may take years until cash is worth something again, but we may be at the beginning of a new inflation cycle. Even with 2% inflation compounded annually, $12,000 an acre farmland is worth $15,000 an acre by 2030, That is not the Bitcoin valuation, but at least it produces income and you can walk on it. On the grains, all eyes will be waiting on Tuesday's USDA annual crop reports. USDA estimated Brazilian soybean production at 133 million metric ton and Argentine soybean production at 50 million metric ton last month. The trade looks for small lower revisions, but it is likely too soon for USDA to make major ones yet. Their crops are made in February and March. This was the worst start to the Brazilian growing season on record with a sustained moisture deficit for the Mato Grosso. And now there is a classic La Nina weather pattern in place that has historically damaged Argentine production most. Demand has been phenomenal with a record crush in exports. The trade looks for grain stocks of 1.695 billion for wheat, 
11.951 billion for corn and 2.92 billion for soybeans compared to last year. The trade looks for the 2020 corn yield to reduce a half a bushel per acre to 175.3 with a slight reduction in harvested acres to produce a 14.47 billion bushel crop compared to the November estimate of 14.507. Corn on corn performed particularly poorly last year. It looked better than it yielded. It took harvest data to get an accurate read on the corn crop in the November report. It was getting smaller, so that trend should flow through to the annual report. The trade looks for the USDA to trim the soybean yield by two-tenths of a bushel to 50.5 and decrease harvested acres slightly to reduce a 4.158 billion bushel soybean crop compared to 4.17 billion bushel estimate last November. I didn't plant soybeans in 2018 and 2019 because I thought they were too cheap and my 2020 crop is in the bin with the door tough to pry open. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing services, contact us at Comstock.com. Or call... For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.